and desks and dusters, PBJ Cleaning Depot's very own podcast. We are going to have so much fun on this adventure together. We are going to talk to our reps. We are going to talk to my fellow employees. And we're going to see what's going on right here in our own community. Good morning, everybody. It is March 31st. It is the last day of the month. And welcome to another episode of Desks and Dusters. Desks and Dusters is brought to you by PBJ Cleaning Depot. PBJ Cleaning Depot and this podcast are located in Listowel, Ontario, which is in North Perth. North Perth sits on land traditionally by the Anishinaabawaki peoples of the Mississauga, Mississaugas of the Credit First Nations and the Odawa land. Now, last week I said that wrong. I said Ottawa. O-D-A-W-A, because I'm dyslexic, but then I looked up the proper pronunciation. It's Odawa. So it is on the Anishinaabawaki, Mississauga, Mississaugas of the first of the Credit First Nation, and the Odawa land. That is the traditional uh, nations that held this land and were here and the peoples that lived on this land traditionally. So it is the last day of, of March. It is March 31st. Holy guacamole, you guys. Is it just me or is this year flying by? Like, how is March already done? How are we in April? It's officially spring. Mother Nature's playing some tricks on us. Sunday night was a little bit of a reminder that Mother Nature has the power over us. And she was like, hey, you guys, it may be spring, but I'm showing you snow. But I'm pretty sure that's going to be the last of it. That was our little fall spring before that. I think we're into it now, you guys. So it's time to get ready for some spring cleaning and get that going. And don't worry, we've got you covered for all that stuff. We've got great specials and promotions. Now, seeing that it's going to be Earth Month next week, we've got some fabulous sales and promotions coming your way, all in support of environmentally friendly products looking to be a little bit more green in your life we can help you out with absolutely everything you guys we're gonna blow your minds now because we're wrapping up march we are gonna wrap up women's month with a very special interview with optimism place that is right optimism place of here on perth here in listowel they have a location and in stratford but it doesn't matter where you are. They have virtual services, phone services, and we're going to get into all of that. So coming at you, it's Leah and Hannah from Optimism Place. Ladies, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Let's dive right in. All right. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up International Women's Month with Leah and Hannah from Optimism Place. Good afternoon, ladies. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're doing quite well over here. We woke up to some very weird weather this morning. So it's a bit of an off day, but I'm excited to talk to you ladies and I'm excited to get the information out about Optimism Place in Huron in Perth. So Hannah, why don't you just get us set off on the bat? What is Optimism Place? Yeah, absolutely. So Optimism Place, our, our full title is Optimism Place Women's Shelter and Support Services, um, because we are exactly that. We are a women's shelter, but then we have an enormous amount of supports that are available for women and children, both inside of our shelter walls and in our broader community. So 
here within our residential program, which is the shelter, um, we have 13 beds for women uh, that need to exit abusive relationships or abusive situations of any sort. Uh, COVID has affected those numbers severely, unfortunately, with how many women we can house, uh, but we'd be as creative as possible to serve as many women as possible. Um, so yes, yeah, so we have our shelter beds um, and we have 24 seven frontline staff here available to support those women that are staying in shelter. Um, those frontline staff not only support all of the women and children that are staying in shelter, but they also answer our 24 hour, seven day a week crisis line, which can be called by anyone, anywhere, anytime. Uh, and a trained frontline crisis counselor is answering all the time uh, and supporting women over the phone. On top of that residential program and our crisis line, we also have a number of programs, as I said, available for women inside our shelter walls and outside of them as well. Uh, one of that being legal support. Uh, so a lot of women we support are navigating the family court system. Uh, and we have a legal advocate that is right there next to them, uh, supporting them through lawyer appointments and court dates and all that sort of stuff to help them navigate that uh, sometimes very challenging, confusing system. We also have housing supports, a ton of housing supports. Uh, so one of our we would love to see women leave the shelter uh, at some point, <laughs> no rush, and uh, form roots for themselves in the community, in whatever community they choose. Uh, so to do so, we have um, kind of a, a paired up uh, transition program that helps women access our um, social housing availability stock here in Perth County. Um, as well as private, the private market, because our housing list is a lengthy one. Uh, so we also have someone available to sit next to women, do those private market housing searches, develop relationships with landlords, um, and help them find permanent housing for them to exit our residential program into. Uh, on top of that, we have a children's program. Uh, so we often, often, often have children here at Optimism Place with their moms. Uh, we support women with or without their children. Um, often have children here and we have a, uh, a children's program coordinator who is completely involved with uh, helping those kids and moms navigate the changes in their lives that are kind of happening uh, within our walls, um, transitions potentially out of their home, uh, how they're coping with all of that and how moms are, are coping with that, not only exiting an abusive relationship themselves, but then also having this full-time job as a mom um, and those two things on top of each other. Uh, those, all of those programs that I just mentioned are also all available for women that aren't staying at the shelter. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's we offer a lot of supports and services. Um, and I think people don't really realize that I think a lot of times when people hear women's shelter, they have an image maybe or an idea in their head that's not often accurate. And, um, you know, I think Hannah and I could go on and on and on about all the different granular things that Optimism Place does, because we are really like a wraparound support for these women as they 
from the from the point when they first call us, I think um, additionally some folks think that the process starts when you walk in the doors of shelter, but uh, the process can start from the moment you call the crisis line. Uh, and those crisis support counselors can help you create, you know, a safety plan for exit. They can help strategize with you around when is a good time to come to shelter. So it's not necessarily that you have to look at everything we offer and choose like it's a menu. Like we can help guide you through the choices and, and you know, which things will suit your needs and will help get you to where you want to be safely. Exactly. Now, thinking back to when I was a little girl, when I was doing sparks and brownies and all that stuff, they took us to a women's shelter in Kitchener where I grew up. And I'm like, I was like five or six, seven at the time. I mean, it was nice to know that those places existed and that they were out there, but then they were never really brought up again in an educational factor until high school. And it was basically like, Hey, did you know there's on Anselma house and stuff like that in Kitchener Waterloo for women? Did you know there's this? Okay. Next topic. And there's our five minute discussion on the safety of women's health and our own physical safeties. So basically what I got from you is the second I pick up the phone services begin. Mm-hmm. And not only do you provide legal services, safety and housing for women and children, but you're also going to help transition them back into society and help them with the traumas that they have gone through as well. It's not just a little hotel. Yeah. You guys can come stay here. Oh, your situation's over boot out the door. No, that's amazing. So there's all these other transitional programs. Now with abuse comes a lot of mental health issues, whether it's on you're the receiving or the end side of it there's mental health issues with that. No yeah, question. Yeah. What if I'm the kind of person that says that's sitting to myself in my head and said, my situation's not that bad, hmm. but maybe I should call it. Well, what if I call them and they reject me? What if I call them and they say, no, we don't have room for you. No, your problem's not that serious. What do you say to those people that are just on the fence thinking about calling? It's really not ever know. And, and I think what you said, you, you mentioned, you know, from the moment I call service begins, I, I would say from the moment you call support begins. So we encourage every single person to call. We serve all of Perth County, but we say if, if we're the shelter that you're most comfortable calling, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, call us and we will start supporting you from that point to figure it out. We can't always obviously say yes. It depends on our capacity. It depends on if we're full. It depends on what supports this individual actually needs. Um, So again, it goes back to that kind of menu thing. Sometimes folks, you know, when you actually get to that point of calling, maybe you're thinking, okay, I need to come in and come to shelter, but it's not a no, it will be somebody supporting you to figure out what it is you actually need. Is today the safest day to come to shelter? Can we make a plan about exiting? We do, we need to consider children, pets, you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily a no, it's just, working with the woman to figure out what is the best option at the best time. And if that is optimism place or a shelter that's more proximate to where that woman is located. And we can always do, you know, warm transfers or referrals or things like that. Yeah. And we, we also don't necessarily view abuse on a spectrum. Um, Abuse is abuse. Um, That the truth that that woman is telling us 
is her truth that we are going to immediately start supporting there. It doesn't exist. A situation not bad enough does not exist. Uh, every woman, uh, period. And then also every single woman experiencing abuse at any sort of level is worthy of our support. Exactly. Now you kind of touched a little bit on it with the numbers of housing. COVID has been such, such a roller coaster to try to get on and get the ride going and get everyone where they need to be. What kind of complications? And then Leah, you kind of mentioned it there as well. We've talked about it with our mental health resources we've talked to on the podcast. Just because I live in Perth doesn't mean I have to directly call and use the services for Perth. That's the great thing. So what kind of obstacles and challenges and maybe even some positives have you seen come from this pandemic when it comes to helping these women, children, and their pets and families? So maybe I'll start that off, Leah. Um, there's it's been a challenge it's for sure been a challenge we've had to be which actually this might be a very positive thing we've had to be very creative in the way that we support and serve women um we've converted an office into a bedroom we've we've been very creative in 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 increasing our capacity um i lost my train of thought (laughs) Um, the other thing with COVID, obviously it's caused a lot of issues in terms of, you know, like we've had to make, make adjustments in the shelter, um, you know, in terms of dining, in terms of, uh, previously women would maybe share rooms, obviously that's not happening anymore. So there has been a lot of struggle in that way to ensure that we can continue to not only support women, but support women just as well as we had been before. And then there's also the pressure to support the same number of women that we had been before. Um, so that obviously has all been a struggle. And as Hannah mentioned, we're being infinitely creative. We have staff working remotely. We're doing office hoteling. We've got an office turned into a bedroom, as Hannah mentioned, um, you know, kitchen bar instead of, instead of kitchen access. Right. So it's all these things that we've had to innovate, but as you had asked, like the positive sides of COVID, at least from my perspective is the outpouring of community support and wanting to help us in any way they can, Um, you know, early days, we had to really adjust our strategy with donations. And we rely a lot on in kind donations and people dropping off items. And uh, the community was with us every step of the way, every time we made a change, they adapted and helped us and gave us the things we've asked for. We've done some virtual fundraisers. Now we had a virtual woman of the year. And we just recently last week had a virtual coffee house or two weeks ago. Um, And the community just comes out in full force. And Sometimes you think that maybe they won't because it's like, oh, you know, you're, you're, everybody's at home all the time and you're asking somebody to sit at home again and then on top of it, give money. But uh, they really do. And, and we're very, very thankful for all of our supporters who continue to help us navigate the pandemic. Now, you mentioned a few little things there. Obviously, there's uh, physical donations of money. There's simply talking about optimism place sharing on social media events that you guys would hold fundraisers and physical donations as well am i missing anything how else can we help optimism place especially during covid what kind like where do donations come from what kind of events do you guys hold on a regular basis and different things like that and what is the best way for people to show their support 
for Optimism Place, for the women working there, for the women who have to utilize its services and support systems? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's one we get a lot. Um, Prior to COVID, like I mentioned, these in-kind donations were a huge part of our program, but now we've actually had to pause that because of the pandemic. It wasn't sustainable to be you know, doing all the extra cleaning precautions and, and safety precautions we had in place for um, these donations coming from other people's homes and, and just, you know, with everything going on um, there. So we've had to put that on pause. But what we've seen folks doing in in place of those in-kind donations is finding creative ways to engage their businesses or their personal communities for our benefit. So we've seen a lot of third-party fundraisers um, on International Women's Day. We the the flower shop in Moore in St. Mary's did a little sale of tulips that anyone who bought a specific bouquet, ten dollars of it went to us, and that you know we end up getting a great donation out of that, and a bunch of people's day have been made through getting tulips, and you know that's just one of many examples of folks who you know have a special discount link for optimism place or this specific shirt will support optimism place and it's those things that have really replaced uh i don't want to say replaced but have 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 supplemented what we've lost in not being able to accept in-kind donations that we now have the financial ability with those extra donations to really uh get those odds and ends we need or that we would have otherwise had donated now you kind of mentioned a little bit you got you had an open house uh, like a coffee house and different things like that what forms of social media are you ladies on that people can find out about these events and participate we are all over the social media let me tell you so first of all we have a website optimismplace.com um and there you can find out more about optimism place in general uh how to donate, how to support, about our history, lots of great information there. We are also on Facebook, Optimism Place Women's Shelter and Support Services, Instagram and Twitter as just at Optimism Place. And that is the number one best way to follow or to support Optimism Place without having to pay a cent. If you're not in a place to donate, that's okay. Follow and connect with us on social media. Tell a friend. Maybe that friend is somebody who needs our support and you don't know. Or maybe that friend is somebody who's going to turn into an Optimism Place donor and you've just made that connection. So really just spreading the word about us helps us and helps other people as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that was something that that I was going to mention earlier too, Caitlin, when you mentioned like even your school experience of hearing about women's shelters and and domestic violence, um, let's talk about it, right? Like I think, and that's another way, like Leah just said, um, join our social media, make it a part of the conversation. Um, That's a huge way that people can support Optimism Place and people experiencing violence and, and domestic violence in general is to to not shy away from that conversation. It's not a bad word. Uh, Let's pull the shame out of it um, and make it a regular part of our conversation. Exactly. Because we think back to different things like, you know, the stigmas that are put out there through social media that shelters are these rundown metal beds, 1950s insane asylum looking dark, cold places they're not they're completely the opposite it's warm it's welcoming what for someone who's just gotten out of an abusive relationship is absolutely terrified and just walks into the shelter what are they seeing Hmm. um 
it's exactly what you described in your latter description of that, of this large, warm, welcoming, temporary home of sorts. Um, we have a number of different warm living areas, uh, like living rooms and um, an awesome dining room uh, that allows women to eat and cook together. Um, we have an incredible kitchen. Um, and really the most important part is you've got a face right there. Um, no matter what time you come, um, no matter how, and it, to build, to mention that as well, calling us in advance of that as well, because we all acknowledge and understand that one of the most dangerous times for a woman is when they're in the process of leaving. Um, so call, pull us in, mm -hmm. call us in advance of that. We can help with that entire leaving process. Sometimes we have people call our crisis line numerous times before they eventually leave. And that's okay. We're there every start of that, every inch of that process. But yeah, I think the biggest part is when they arrive, they're met with a, a face, a caring face that is prepared to support them in whatever avenue they want to go down. That's amazing. Just even thinking back and remembering to all the different places and stuff like that, just trying to get information out there because if there's one woman listening and 500 others are listening, but that one woman is actively listening to what we're saying, then we've done our jobs. And we, and there's a lot of people like people like me who have anxiety. I, I want to know what it looks like. I want to know what I'm expecting and things like that. Are the shelters addresses listed or are they hidden shelters? So women know these men or these other people who are abusing them cannot come and find them. They are in a safe place. They're, there's going to be, they're in a secure place as well. Yeah. So it, with women's shelters, some addresses are left confidential and some are not. Ours is not um, primarily for the reason that we are a small rural community in which that anonymity is just not as easy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. um, so our address is public, um, but we are not only a warm, welcoming building, we're a high security building. So um, we have numerous security measures put into place in the like architectural design of our building, yeah. um, as well as um, the things we have added within this building. Um, and we, we, uh, we allow the, the woman to really lead us in how we need to proceed with her level of risk in connection to her partner, knowing her location or not. Mm -hmm. We have a ton of policies and procedures that we kick into place as soon as um, an abuser may know that that woman is here in shelter, um, that we will instigate as soon as she lets us know that. Um, so we, we know that exact avenue to go down to support her, uh, to keep her and everyone else here as safe as possible. Um, we also, we don't have that often, to be totally honest with you. We don't have a lot of abusive individuals visiting our site. Um, I think it's known in our community as a, a strong, secure building and property. Mm -hmm. And to be totally frank with you, it's a very rare occurrence that somebody tries to visit our shelter in which their partner's staying. And those are always good things for women to hear, for women and children to hear because I've never been in that situation. I can't, I, I can't even begin to fathom what that would feel like and having to go escape 
and not having anywhere to turn and having to turn to a place like the services of optimism place and everything like that. So I think having this conversation similar to the conversations that we have, that we should be having every day about mental health, we should be having about the safety and the health, the protection and the rights of women as well Mm -hmm. within society. So I would just like to say a big thank you to you two ladies for everything that you do, everyone you work with, whether you work with Optimism Place, whether you're within Selma House in Kitchener-Waterloo, whether you work for a tiny little shelter that houses three people in PEI, I do not care because you are providing a much, much needed service to our community. So we will be linking your website into the description. We're going to be tagging you guys on social media because we want people to get out there and start supporting you guys. Is there anything that you guys would like to add before we wrap all this up about what you do, any events you have coming up? How can people donate? Can you donate online? Can you donate by mail? Do you accept checks? Do you accept cash during COVID? Anything else you guys would like to get out there about Optimism Place? All right, I'll tackle a couple of those. Um, One thing I do want to end off with before all the (laughs) other plugs and social media stuff is um, we talked a lot about you know, the transition to shelter. And and that is a huge step in the process. But I do want to reiterate, call us for any reason at any time. If you're concerned for a child, friend or loved one who may be in an abusive relationship, and you want to know about what the warning signs are, call us. If you're unsure about a workplace abusive situation, call us. If you're unsure about anything you've heard, seen a previous relationship that you're maybe now coming to terms with and you want to talk about, call us. There's no wrong reason to call Optimism Place. It will always be a warm response and will always help you find the right service to support you, whether that's us or whether that's someone else in the community. Um, You asked about events. So I will plug our upcoming Women of the Year Awards. It's not until October but uh, it will be coming up. So when you connect with us on social media, you'll be able to stay up to date on all of that. And um, I think that was it. Oh, donate. Yes, you can donate online. Definitely the best way to donate right now because of COVID is online through our website. So if you go to optimismplace.com, there's a big button right on the front that says donate now. Um, and yes, we do accept check. So same same exact web page. If you click donate now, our, our address is listed there and you could send a check to that address as well. And we would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Perfect. Anything from you, Hannah? Um. Not anything off the top of my head. I I so appreciate you facilitating this connection and you allowing us to kind of get this information out there. Um, I think years and years ago, and and maybe relatively recently, um, shelters are a bit of a mystery and a bit of a secret place and and that adds to the shame of domestic violence. It does. Um, So I so appreciate your willingness to get this as part of the conversation in the community. Um, a few years back, we held an open house where community members came and walked through our shelter. Like we That's are, amazing. yeah, it was, it was awesome. And exactly and what you said, a lot of them were a woman as well. Sorry to cut you off, Hannah, but I really wanted to see shelter and, and know what they were coming to before they officially made that transfer. We would be happy to do that as well. So like I said, any questions, anything, you know, we're willing to work with you, whatever you need for you to be safe, comfortable and where you need to be. 
we'll make it happen. Sorry to cut you off, Hannah. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you adding that in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you helping us take down like the secretive stigma walls mm -hmm. that are kind of surrounding this community issue as, as well as our building to be totally honest. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, very, very much appreciate the opportunity. The Optimism Place buildings right at the Argyle Plaza here in Listowel. It's in a very popular plaza. People drive past it all day long. I drive past it all the time and I kind of just stopped and went, you know what? It's about time. I learn more about who you are, what you do, who utilizes your services and what can we do to help you? Most importantly, how can the community be of assistance to you ladies and to Optimism Place? Because not only are, is, is it just helping a great cause, but when your neighbors and community see that, someone might feel comfortable reaching out to you now. Yeah. You have now made yourself shown that, yes, I am someone that you could come to and I support you. Yeah. I might not be a psychiatrist, but if you come <laughs> to me and say, hey, I've got an issue, I'm going to say, hey, I think I know some places that we can mm -hmm. call. I know some places that we can get you some help. Thanks to the people like you. So ladies, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you to Optimism Place. I love, love, love all of the positivity that you guys have brought. I love no rejections. Everyone is welcome and everyone, safety is so key. And I cannot thank you enough for what you do for these women and children. It is absolutely heavenly to know that there are people like you out in this world. Oh, <laughs> that was so nice. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And if anyone needs to call, it's 519-271-5550. And we're going to drop that number in the comments as well and make sure all the information people need to get a hold of you, whether it's, yeah, they have a question. Maybe they saw something that that's just not sitting right with them or they know somebody. Just pick up that phone. There is no harm. No, absolutely. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much again. And you have yourselves a lovely afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, again, a big thank you to Hannah and Leah from Optimism Place, not only for all the amazing and extremely crucial and important work that they do, but thank you for taking time out of your busy day and sitting down and talking to me so we can get this information out there. So we're going to wrap up March. We had some great, fabulous sales in March. You guys, we've got some even better ones coming your way in April. We've got some spring cleaning stuff. We've got some environmentally friendly, eco-friendly, green certified products. We're going to help you be a little bit more green. And we've got some great stuff going on your way. Now, don't forget, we are aiming to raise $5,000 this year for Ronald McDonald House Charities of Southwestern Ontario. If we raise $5,000, I will polar plunge into Lake Huron next January. So yes, when there is ice on the lake and there is two feet of snow on the ground, I will do a cannonball into a freezing cold lake if we raise $5,000. So I'm going to keep dropping that plug. I'm also going to keep dropping the donation link. We are trying to organize and look at some different COVID-friendly events that we can hold and different things like that to help raise some money and bring some awareness and help the Ronald McDonald House of Southwestern Ontario to make sure that these young children who are going through absolute hell, for lack of a better term, 
stay close to their families, have somewhere to stay that doesn't feel like a hospital, and keep these families close to their sick children in the most dire times of their life. So that's what we want to do. We're going to help them out because you have no idea who right here in our own community has utilized the Ronald McDonald house. So it's not exactly a conversation starter. Like, hey, you guys, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, yeah, we were at the Ronald McDonald house. That's, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. It's not exactly a pleasant conversation starter. So we want to help as many of these families, and we want to help the Ronald McDonald House of Southwestern Ontario right in London there, not that far, because when you do open up the conversation, you'd be surprised how many people you know, have utilized it, have stayed there, have know someone who stayed there, whether it was for themselves as a sick kid or whether it was for a family member or their own child. So we want to help them out. We've got great stuff going, going on, great stuff coming your way, you guys. I can't wait to show it all to you. We will see you right here next week on Desks and Dusters. Have a great day. Mask up and don't remember. And oh, Don't remember to be nice to each other. Yes, be a bad person. What a great way to end the show. Mask up. Be nice to one another. Be a good person. Have a great day. Enjoy the sunshine. I'm out. Be sure to catch Desks and Dusters on all your favorite podcast platforms like CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Join us for Desks and Dusters, 3PBJ Cleaning Depot, every other week.